Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It's Sunday what a nice Sunday morning it is after last night's or yesterday afternoon. Sorry, 5-0 win for Arsenal. Back in the Premier League, putting Crystal Palace, a very poor Crystal Palace side, to the sword at the Emirates to get back to winning ways. Really, really big win for Arsenal. Important win for Arsenal. So we will look at that a lot more in depth in today's show. Of course, I did do the sort of reaction show yesterday. Apologies sort of looking at it afterwards and seeing some of your comments, the, uh, the Emirates Stadium Wi-Fi clearly was not the greatest to do the live stream after the game. And it did sort of drop out from time to time. So, yeah, sorry if that was pretty annoying to watch. But fortunately, that was out of my control. Hopefully, the Wi-Fi here is a lot, uh, lot stronger. So we get through this one um, in a lot better shape. OK, let's start with, two, uh, with yesterday's game, shall we? 5-0. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting game. I thought, weird game in a way, because I don't think Arsenal were great. Um, certainly not in the first half. You could tell, I think, the sort of the hangover from previous results was still there. Crystal Palace were doing what most teams do when they come to the Emirates. They sit very, very deep. They didn't give Arsenal much space at all to run into. It was, you know, it was the classic low block against Arsenal. And Arsenal were struggling at times to break them down. But they did go into, they did go in half-time, 2-0 up, thanks to two set-piece goals. And, um, you know, that's such an important part of Arsenal's Arsenal, in a in a way, um, you know, no one has scored more Premier League, no one has scored more set piece goals than Arsenal in the Premier League this season, and it is a really key part of their attack. And it's interesting to see the reaction to that. I think, like, even looking, obviously, I had my laptop out in the press box yesterday during the during the game, and you could see the sort of what people were talking about uh, when they were discussing the game. And there's lots of almost people kind of look down on the fact if you score goals from set pieces, which I think is pretty weird, <laughs> to be honest, because they're worth exactly the same as a goal from open play. And they're a really important part of football. They always have been. And if you're good at set pieces, 
then you're going to give yourself a really good chance of winning games. And I think for Arsenal as well, and look, this is what Mikel Arteta had to say after the game when he was asked about the sort of set pieces, is having the ability to score from many different ways, especially when you attack a low block team like this, to score in a certain way, everything has to be nailed absolutely perfectly. When you generate things that are a bit more chaotic, sometimes it opens teams up and it is more difficult to do that. Today, I think we exploited that really well because Palace had to change their behaviour and allowed us to spaces to exploit. And I thought that was a really good sort of explanation from Mikel in terms of how important set pieces are, especially when you come up against teams who are going to play the way Palace and pretty much every team has done against Arsenal this season. You're going to find space at a real premium. It's going to be really hard, especially when the game's at nil-nil or one-nil, to really be able to get at teams and attack them at pace into wide open spaces behind them. But if you can score in other ways, like Arsenal can with set pieces, that's such a crucial thing because then that allows the game state to change as we saw yesterday. You know, Gabriel's two goals, but it was really harsh. He had the second goal taken away from him. I still think, and I've seen lots of replays of it, I still think that's going in. I don't know how that's gone down as an own goal. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a replay that I haven't seen that shows that definitively that is going wide. But yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh that he's had that goal taken away from him. But anyway, those two goals that allowed Arsenal to go into halftime 2-0 up, it just changes things completely because then Palace have to come out differently and play a different style of game in the second half. And that allows Arsenal to do what they did in the second half, to pick them off on the counter-attack, to suddenly have that space that they've so rarely had this season to run into. And with the players Arsenal have got, you know, they're not bad players. They haven't gone turned banned overnight. You know, they can still do what they did last season when they get that amount of space. And they showed that yesterday with the third, fourth and fifth goals. Um, and that's why set pieces are just so, so important. It's why I don't understand why so many people look down on them and it's like, oh, well, you can't score from open play. It's like, well, it's worth exactly the same. And if you do score from set pieces, then it changes the game completely, as we saw yesterday. And when you've got someone like Gabriel, you know, he's just so, so good in the air. Um, and he's just so underrated by people outside of Arsenal, Gabriel. I mean, there is... There has not been many better signings made in the Premier League in the last few years than Gabriel. You know, Saliba gets all the flowers. And you, I understand that because he's such a generational talent. But that just sometimes just lets Gabriel get overlooked. And I just don't think he should be overlooked so much because he's so good in defence as well. You know, it's really, really solid. That, formate, that, that partnership he's formed with Saliba is so impressive and so key to Arsenal. But then at the other end, there's just no one better at attacking balls when they come in. You look at the height he got on that on their first goal, we can see if you're watching on YouTube, the picture of him scoring it here. Just so, so impressive. And I know lots of people looked at it and were like, oh, he's, he's got his hands on the goalkeeper and Gary Neville did what Gary Neville always does and tries to wind up Arsenal Twitter immediately and compare it to the goal that was ruled out, at, that was given at Newcastle that Arsenal complained about. It's completely different than that. Gabriel had a big, long run, got up really high. Yes, his arms were sort of on his shoulder, but he already made the jump. He wasn't stopping the defender. Completely different to what happened at Newcastle when he had two hands pushed on the back of his neck to stop him getting off the ground and he was about to actually clear it. But look, I'm not going to go on about Gary Neville because frankly no one wants to listen to Gary Neville but yeah brilliant set piece play from Arsenal in that first half and brilliant from Gabriel once again Trossard's third goal I thought was really really good and I thought it shone a light on David Raya who I I probably think that was David Raya's best performance for Arsenal yesterday he didn't have to do too much from a goalkeeping point of view in terms of actual saves he made one in the first half after his poor clearance had been picked off and um, I think it was Lerma, wasn't it? Had that shot with the outside of his foot that Rye did well to save. Other than that, you know, he did everything he had to do. The Eze free kick he tipped over in the second half, another Eze shot from distance, which he turned around the post. But they were saves he, you would expect him to make. But in terms of his distribution and his coming for crosses, his claiming crosses, he was absolutely perfect. Like, exceptional, I thought. And you know, his 
quick thinking and the quality of his throw to send Gabriel Jesus away for the third goal was excellent. You know, he was very unlucky just before that with another one. Really brilliant pass, long distance pass that um, ended with Trossard having a shot that he got all wrong and miscued and that could have been a goal as well. And I thought it was a really excellent performance. You can see if you're watching YouTube, this sort of pass map of David Raya there. And, um, you know, it was. I thought he was really, really good. And, um, you know, he's been criticised heavily this season and understandably so at times some of the mistakes he's made. And yes, I know he made that poor clearance in the first half and people jumped on that and were like, but that's, that's happened. It's every goalkeeper does that. It's going to happen. It's just the way you play. That is, you know, you watch Edison, you watch um, Allison. they'll do that two or three times in a game as well. It's just, the, it's just what's going to happen during games because of the way the goalkeepers are asked to play. But I think all round, I had to look at that performance yesterday. I thought that was his best performance so far in, in an Arsenal shirt. And it was so key to Trossard's goal. And it's a lovely finish from Trossard as well, especially after he'd miscued that one just before. He took his time, sent the defender to Spurs, basically, down the Seven Sisters Road. And it was a great finish from Trossard, who I still think in that position, I don't think there's a better finisher at Arsenal. I think I'd back Trossard over pretty much anyone to uh, to finish in and around the penalty area like that. And it was a good goal for Trossard. And it was his, first, it was his one-year anniversary from signing for Arsenal, exactly one year to the day since he made that move from Brighton. And that was a lovely way to top it off of him. And then Gabriel Martinelli, of course, putting the gloss on the, uh, or the icing on the cake late on with those two goals when he came on as a sub. I thought he played really well, actually, not just the goals. I thought it was a really good cameo from Gabriel Martinelli, really stretched. I mean, it was perfect for him, wasn't it? Absolutely perfect for him. Wide open spaces, Palace sort of all over the shop trying to push forward to get themselves back into the game. And that just allowed Martinelli to to basically run into acres and acres of wide green grass. And uh, he took full advantage. The finishes were great, especially for players clearly struggling for a bit of confidence or has been struggling for a bit of confidence. The first finish, you know, very Thierry Henry-esque. And then the second goal, you know, he was never going to miss that after scoring the first. And Mikel speaking about it afterwards. He's asked if you think that sort of confidence will really get a boost from that. And he said, I think it's going to make him really good. Sometimes when you're in that period, he had a little issue in the last few days in training, so he wasn't fully, fully fit. And that changes momentum. It changes perception. It re-energizes you. It's everything. And hopefully that is exactly what yesterday does for Gabriel Martinelli. It re-energizes him. And there's an interesting one here from Louis, who's got in touch and said, Martinelli off the bench is actually a no-brainer going forwards against teams like Palace, who play the low block. For the first 60 minutes, when defenders are fresh and focused, it's not easy to get him behind. Then it suits Trossard and his technical abilities. Uh, to try and create openings when we're at 60 minutes plus and defenders become tired, game becomes stretched. This is absolutely Martinelli territory. Not overly fair on Martinelli to use him as an impactor always, but he has started a lot of games where we struggled to get goals recently. I mean, it's a really good point. I think game state plays a big part in it, though. As I was saying, yesterday was perfect for Martinelli when he came on because Arsenal had that lead and Palace had to push forward and that allowed the, the spaces for Martinelli to run into. You know, if, you, if he's coming on, Yes, defenders might be tired, but still, if he's coming on 60 minutes and it's still nil-nil, then he's still not going to get that sort of opportunity that he did yesterday. So I think game state plays a big part. And again, that's when I go back to set pieces as being so important and such a crucial weapon in Arsenal's uh, in Arsenal's Arsenal. I keep saying that um, because that will allow teams, that will allow them to be able to attack teams more in the second half if they can get themselves in front against a low block. And then, um, and again, it you know shows why Nicholas Jova is so highly respected at Arsenal, the work he's doing on the set pieces and the numbers back that up massively. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So when you look at the sort of how the game panned out, I thought it was interesting. I spoke about this yesterday in the Arsenal in my post-match show that, um, you know, going into this game, Arsenal's last three matches, that had 60 shots, scored one goal. They'd had, they had an XG of six from those three games combined only scored one from them and then you look at this yesterday they had an xg of 2.5 and they score five goals i mean it's just the way football works isn't it? it's crazy i really did feel like they were going to smash crystal palace yesterday and i broke my cardinal rule like i never predict games i always results of games i think it's i'm too superstitious for that but even i did yesterday i was saying before the game in the press room and to someone i met on the tube on the way up there hello if you're watching the guy the guys who i saw from birmingham um and I said, I thought it was going to be 4 0. I really did it. I thought, and in the press room, I said it was going to be 4 0 and Martinelli scored twice. I was so close, so close. But I really did feel like everything I'd heard about what the mood was like at Arsenal after the after the trip in Dubai, what the place was like around the London Colney in the week building up to yesterday's game, that they were really looking sharp and ready to try and make a, you know, big, big response to those defeats. I felt really confident they were coming up against a Palace side who were there for the taking, quite frankly, and were very, very poor, it has to be said. But you can only beat what's what's in front of you. And Arsenal did that yesterday. But I just felt like they were gonna they were gonna score a few yesterday. And uh it was no surprise. And um and they were ruthless and that's the difference. That's what against West Ham they weren't ruthless. Against Liverpool they weren't ruthless. Yesterday when the chances came, they took them. And um and that's what you've got to do. And it just shows how mad football can be it really does Mikel clearly really happy with it he said we wanted to start the second part of the season with a great performance with a great result and build that positivity and momentum again and I think the boys did that and they did a good job today um of course the frustrating thing for Arsenal now is they don't have a game for 10 days you know you want to carry on you want to try and build on the momentum you got from yesterday but now they've got a 10-day wait until the trip to Nottingham Forest on Tuesday week which isn't ideal because it's FA Cup I think next weekend isn't it of course Arsenal are out of that so Mikel was asked what you're going to do I saw Bukayo Saka afterwards said he was even a team were going to ask uh, to go back to Dubai again he said it jokingly of course but um Mikel was asked what they were going to do and he just says resting and looking after some players at the moment we are really short in numbers so we have to really manage a few players especially players that have played a lot of football we had good training blocks, one to train really hard and other ones to use for good game preparation. So we're going to try and have to maximise that space. And when he talks about being limited and numbers being stretched at the moment, what isn't going to help is the injury issues to Declan Rice and to Gabriel yesterday. That was a big sort of blot on the copybook yesterday. bit worrying, it has to be said. Declan Rice, you could sort of see Mal to Emil Smith-Rowe, I think, Hammy 
when he went off, which is a concern because, I mean, you know, how many generally you think three weeks, at least three weeks on the sidelines and with Liverpool coming up, that is not what you want for Declan Rice. Um, and Gabriel as well had a bit of a knee issue, but it sounds like it's what Mikel said afterwards on Declan Rice. He said he was feeling some tiredness. I don't know exactly what muscle it was, uh, but when he says that at 3-0, obviously you don't want to take any risks. The same with Big Gabby as well. He had some discomfort. He had a tackle in the first half and was a bit struggling, so it was the right moment to take him off. In other interviews that Mikel did, this, that quote was taken from the press conference. In other interviews he did with TNT Sports, he did confirm it was a hamstring sensation. He he labelled it as when he was talking about Declan Rice. And obviously that's a big blow, and especially just as it looks like Thomas Partey's coming back. If suddenly Declan Rice is out, in one way you can say, oh, that's a bit of a relief because at least Thomas Partey's coming back if Declan Rice is out. But in another way, you just want those two playing together. You just want to be able to see those two playing together and how that's going to work. And so it will be a real, real shame. But, you know, Arsenal will given both scans now, probably today or tomorrow, the scans will happen. And then I'm sure we'll find out some news as the week progresses in terms of how bad, if bad, these uh, these injury issues are. But that was certainly the big worry, I think, from yesterday's result. And it was, a, it was a real shame to see them both sort of limp off one after the other. But, you know, fingers crossed, it's all we can do at the moment, that they're, uh, they're not too bad. Okay, these are my player ratings for yesterday's performance. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the ratings there. Um, I'll go through them. David Ryer, I gave a seven. Probably should have given Ryer an eight, to be fair. I'm sort of looking at that now and thinking that's a bit high. In fact, I am. Scrap that number seven, you can see. I'm giving David Ryer an eight. <laughs> Having said I thought it was his best game for Arsenal, um, I think seven's a little bit harsh on him. So I'm giving David Ryer an eight. Uh, ben White, I gave a six. Saliba, seven. Gabriel, eight. Zinchenko, seven. I thought it was. I thought Zinchenko was good yesterday. Um, it's good to see him back. And uh, yeah, I thought he played well, and that was uh, that was good to see. And he, de he definitely, I know Zinchenko comes in for some criticism, but when he's in the team, Arsenal are a better side. They are, yes, it's defensive issues, we all know that, but there's no doubt about it. Arsenal are a better team when Zinchenko's playing and he's fit. Um, so yeah, Zinchenko seven, then I gave Rice a seven, Odegaard a seven, Havertz I gave a six, Saka a six, Jesus seven, and Trossard seven. So my mind in a match was Gabriel. You know, he got those two key goals in the first half, and I thought defensively he was great against Mateta. I really enjoyed the battle that Saliba Gabriel had against Mateta, a real physical one. And, um, you know, the sort of battle that both of those players love to get involved in. And I thought they did it very, very well. Substitutes who came on, obviously, Gabriel Martinelli has to get an eight. I mean, you can't do much more. I mean, to be fair, you should probably give Martinelli a 10 because <laughs> what more can you do when you come on as a sub quite late on? I didn't score two goals and really stretch them, but having only played sort of 20 minutes or so, I can't really, I'm not really going to give him a 10. So I'll give him an eight level with Gabriel was my, uh, my man in the match. Um, Jorginho, really good little cameo from him, got the assist as well. And Ketia came on, got an assist as well. You know, the subs or the impactors, as Mikel Arteta likes to call them, certainly did their jobs yesterday. And I thought um, Emil Smith-Rowe as well, was brilliant to see him come on. You get a proper game time, 25 minutes or so, half an hour actually with, with stoppage time. The cheer when he came on just shows how, you know, fans are desperate, desperate to see him get proper game time. You know, it was the loudest cheer of the day once again when he came on. And I liked his I liked his cameo. I liked his I liked his, you know, I didn't think Havertz he was fine. Havertz was fine. Um, but you just it's just noticeable when you see Smith Rowe come on. Just immediately he's trying to get forward. He's like the the intent to actually run with the ball and get forward. It just I thought it took Arsenal on to another level a little bit. And it wasn't just Smith Rowe, of course it wasn't. It was everyone. It was Martinelli coming on again. It was game state. Suddenly they had a lot of wide open spaces to run into where they didn't in the first half. But um, I thought it was a it was a pleasing cameo from Smith Rowe. And I just hope that's the start. You know, Mikel said in the build up to it that he is going to be given minutes. He is going to get minutes. 
And hopefully that was a start yesterday because I know I bore you with it, but I just think he's got such a big part to play in the second half of the season. If he can stay fit um, and if he's given the opportunities and hopefully he, that was the start of him being given the opportunities yesterday. And I thought it was really, it was a really good moment to see him come on. Okay, before I wrap this up today, then just sort of bring in a couple of your comments and reactions to the result and to the performance. Mark here saying counter-attack goals at last. Martinelli, just the man for them too. Uh, RSN5 says, glad with the Arsenal victory after their long break and poor string of results. Hopefully this would reignite their season. Fingers crossed. And John says, it's great to see Arsenal playing with some speed and scoring some counter-attack goals. We don't always need to slow the ball down. Indeed, you know, there was a lot more intent, I thought, from Arsenal yesterday. Even in the first half, they were, they were trying to move the ball quicker. You saw Ben White try and do a couple of sort of mid midfield stroke defence splitting passes from his position. Things we hadn't seen that much of there. I thought they were definitely trying to move the ball a little, little bit quicker. It didn't always come off. You know, some of the passes went off for a goal kick and things like that. But just the intent to try it rather than just take an extra touch or just play a safe ball sideways. I thought it was definitely noticeable that Arsenal were trying to play and move the ball a little bit quicker. And obviously in the second half, that was clearly so much more noticeable because of the space they were given and um, the way they could attack Crystal Palace. But even in the first half, I thought it was it was uh, a little bit more promising. So that was good. I thought there's a couple here from two different Chris's. First one from Chris Peters says, Martinelli and Trossard both should take some confidence from today. ESR got good minutes, not the performance of scoreline suggests, but complaints, but no complaints here. So long as no serious injuries to Gabriel and Rice. Yeah, absolutely. Those injuries, certainly the ones sort of cloud hanging over yesterday's performance and result. And as I said earlier, just fingers crossed, they are... Uh, uh, they're not too bad. And yeah, I agree. Martinelli and Trossard, you would hope, really do take some good confidence from that because both of them needed it. Um, shame that Saka didn't get himself on the score sheet. It was another pretty underwhelming performance from Saka. I thought he was, I thought Palace did very, very well on him down that side. A lot of Arsenal's play was came down the left the entire game, first half and second half. I think that was because the Palace, the Palace's left-hand side, I thought they were really, really strong and didn't give Arsenal much space at all. And you know, that allowed Arsenal's left-hand side to exploit it. First Trossard and then Martinelli. But, you know, it was a bit of a frustrating afternoon for Saka. Chris Miller says, that's what I want to see. Not having every single player back for a corner, leaving someone further up the pitch. So like yesterday when Raya catches the ball and instantly threw it long to set up the third goal, uh, it was in the back of the net in no time. I have said this so many times before, but we are a totally different team when we play with pace and mixing it up more often, like against Palace. Yeah, absolutely. But again... I hate to repeat myself and bore you. I do think game state plays a big part of that. You know, West Ham, you sort of go back to that West Ham game and how Arsenal played. They were never able to do that because they, West Ham got themselves in front in the first half and then they had made it 2-0 pretty early in the second half. So that was it. You know, Arsenal just had no space after that whatsoever. It was always playing against a low block for 90 minutes. Yesterday, it wasn't like that because they got the early goal. They got themselves in front. They weren't playing in front. They weren't playing against a low block for 90 minutes. So, getting yourselves in front, getting the first goal, taking advantage of a set piece, something like that. It can, it's just so, so important. And we and we saw that yesterday. And um, yeah, fantastic day, fantastic win. Really important win for Arsenal. Fingers crossed, everyone. That is the start of a very successful and enjoyable second half of the Premier League season. All right, that is it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or for listening. I do hope you enjoy the final stages of your Sunday, the final stages of your weekend. I'll be back tomorrow once again to talk all things Arsenal. Have a great day, everyone. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.